0: At least 14 hospital campaigns throughout the country will protest this coming Saturday against the overcrowding crisis in our hospitals. They include protests outside both Sligo and Letterkenny University hospitals. And the protests are being organised by the National Hospitals Campaign. And the main organiser of the event, Deputy Pádraig Tobin, the leader of the Aintu Party, was on our show the week before last, telling us more. About these events and what's planned. Um, the main campaigner behind the protest at Sligo Hospital is Kieran Tracy, and he's on the line now. Kieran, good morning, and and welcome to the programme. Um, good morning, Niall. And I think, first of all, you you've, you've quite a personal reason for for getting involved and being one of the main organisers of the event. Can you tell us why? Well, I, I,
1: I I'm 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 a resident here in the northwest for the last twenty years. I origin I I came. I'm originally from the Midlands, but I came to the Northwest from Dublin. And you know, when when I came down here first, and obviously looked around, and Sligo had a great reputation. Sligo Hospital had a great reputation, had a wide um, range of services and everything, which seemed to be somewhat curtailed because they're now, you know, they're now a a tier three rather than I would say a tier four hospital. But I also had personal experience with the A and E in that. Um, I, t- I had two injuries where I had to be treated. And, and in the early days when I was down here, I was in and out of the hospital in, um, with, with, with a fractured leg. I was in and out and treated and plastered and sent home within three hours. Now, the other, only not too long ago, an elderly member of my family uh, had collapsed twice during the day. The ambulance turned up the first time they thought they could do without bringing her to Sligo. Uh, she collapsed the second time. And they brought her down to Sligo, and obviously we were concerned. We followed the ambulance down. And um, she's this lady who's now 87, she sat in the ambulance for three hours outside Sligo A&E, waiting to be brought into the A&E before she was even looked at in the A&E. And, and we were sitting there in a car, and we it was during COVID time, so we couldn't go near anywhere, and... Uh, and it just it was so frustrating to see this happening. Now, this has nothing to do with the you know the health care staff. It's, it's a demonstration of fact, in support of our healthcare care staff because the, the treatment she got was second to none when both by the ambulance crew and by the nurses and doctors when she was brought into the hospital itself. So it's just this total mishmash of disorganization, like, while that ambulance was sitting there with, 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 with this lady for, for three hours, they couldn't go and collect another patient. You know, so there's there's a lack of joined-up thinking. Yeah. And, and it really is appropriate to, um, you know, we need to start venting. We're very quiet people, Irish people, and we say, I should be grand on the day. But we need to start letting this government know that... And whatever government is in, because it's, this isn't just this government; it's this the last government, and even the previous government. Uh, we need to let them know that people are serious about uh, the, the, the requirements to have a good health service. And throwing money alone at it—billions of euro goes into health every year—but throwing money alone isn't going to solve it. There needs to be reorganisation. The, the health HSC needs to be to be. Um, Reformed, I, I would say. You know, I'm not even saying the abolished. They need to be reformed because if, if you abolish it, the people who are working there will just go into it. the new organisation. They need to reform, reform this so that uh, and that the resources which have been cut back and cut back and cut back um, are are put back in place. For example, on, on a national level, yeah. we have lost six thousand beds since 2008. You know, we we now have uh, two point two beds per 1,000 of population, whereas back in 2008, we had nine beds per 1,000 of population. And in the intervening period, um, the population has gone from 3.5 million to 5.5 million. So somebody has to wake up and smell the coffee. And I think the only way... Uh, they will... T- wake up and smell the coffee is having people coming out and demonstrating and Mm. I use the word demonstration rather than protest. Yeah,
0: all right, okay. Um, And and Will, I I think you're right. I think think Irish people in general are are, are, uh, a lot less vocal, let's say, than in other countries about basic Mm. services. But do you think it is at the stage where people are so angry as you are and the experience you have, many people will associate with, no doubt about that. Will that um lead to them coming out you think uh i i hope to, so to a demonstration.
1: I, I mean there, there is there is every you know every radio program i i've listened to of of late uh both local and national there are people complaining about this there are stories going out there about elderly people not not just being on a trolley but slumping over chairs i saw photographs of elderly people who've been in for 24 hours and they hadn't even got a trolley You know, I I think there is. I think there is an anger building up um, that you know we have trusted our politicians in government to do what's right. They keep on saying that they are sorting it out, but you know, like if you, if you, even if you just look at what happens up in the northwest, like we, Filtre is the is the hospital group that we have, right? So that includes the hospitals from Galway up to Letterkenny, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when they're looking for step-down, they deal with two community care groups. Uh, one of them is the, south, it's the south, southern part of, of the area, but it also includes Clare. So Clare, even though it's not in the this, Celtic this group, are actually um, in the same community care group, and the same in the north half of the this, yeah. Celtic this, this, this region. Uh, it includes Donegal, Sligo, and... and, and Leitrim, but it also includes Cavan and, Dun- and Monaghan. So you're, you have this mishmash of organizational setups on totally different geographical grounds. You know, and, and we have, for example, our, our, our Category 4 hospital is actually in Galway. Now, could you get further from the Inishon Peninsula than Galway if that's where you have to go for, for Category 4 treatment? It would be quicker to go to Dublin, in fact. Right. And as a result, people do, if they can, go to Dublin. I mean, um, I, I know of one gentleman in, in Carrigan, Shannon. Uh, I know him quite well. I, I've been up and down to Dublin a few times in the last couple of months. He has spent 30 days, every working day, for about six weeks, up to Christmas, getting on a train in the morning, going into into Dublin, uh, into Connolly, onto Lewis to bring him to his treatment and then coming home. Like, why does somebody in Leitrim who has Sligo just up the road have to go the whole way to James's Hospital in Dublin to get treatment on a daily basis? You know, and so there's got to be some, there's got to be some. Okay, well, way of making sure that this, instead of bringing the people to the services we need to bring the services to the people.
0: You feel very very strongly about this quite obviously for reasons which you've quite eloquently outlined for those who may have a doubt about attending uh, this event on Saturday saying it's maybe politically motivated it's a chance of Kicking the government. Is that the case or not? Is there any No, political I
1: don't I don't I don't think so. And I think I, I think that comes out of the fact that it's a it's both a, a non party and cross party uh, event. It's all the different hospital groups. Some of the hospital uh, protest groups are run by like for example Navin, you mentioned Pater Tobin in Navin, right? Yeah. So Pater is very strong there, he's the chairman of the, the hospital um, protest group in, in, in Navan because they're trying to close down d and But then you have other parties like Sinn Féin and, and some Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael council and TDs are involved in the other ones, you know, down in Limerick and places like that, you know, uh, in, in, in Louth and uh, etc., you know. So it, it isn't one party and that's why, I mean, uh, for example, I'm trying to organise this. I made inquiries to see if there was a protest group. Um, in Sligo before I did anything. And I made extensive um, extensive uh, research to see if there was a, a group already operating with regard to the hospital. I couldn't find anybody. Now, maybe there is, and if there are, please come out. Mm. But, uh, but I've actually sent invitations to every, politi- every political person in the sligo Leitrim constituency, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, PDP, uh, non-party, you name it, They've all been sent an invitation to turn up at this event, so it's not it's not a a political event in that sense. Uh, perhaps the government and um, those those um, politicians, uh, local councillors or TDs who are associated with the government may not turn up, but at least a- anybody else who wants to turn up can turn up, and in, if they want to turn up, they're more than welcome as well.
0: It's at one o'clock on Saturday. It's part of a national day of demonstrations, as you put it, Kieran. Uh, yes, exactly.
1: Okay. It's, it's to demonstrate the feelings of the people. It, you know, it's out there to support the healthcare staff. They, I mean, they are they are top class. We have the we have such good medical people that every country in the world wants them. You know, I I have a mm-hmm. nephew now who will run ragged here. He's a doctor. He's run ragged. He, he had no life and he emigrated to Australia. Uh, within within a year of going to Australia, he's now appointed a consultant. You know, and he has a lifestyle and a schedule. Like, we have to we have to reform the way our staff are worked. They're run off their feet. I mean, it's appalling. Uh, not only are we overcrowded, but we're also under-resourced. I mentioned the right. 6,000 less beds. We have, for example... In the middle of COVID, uh, we tried as a country to increase the ICU beds. And we did. We brought them up from a couple of hundred to 200 and something to 300 and something. Since COVID, that that higher number has dropped back. Now, there was a report um, prepared about the level of ICU beds that we need in this country. And the report requires 200 more than we have. And and that's that's like an internal report from the HSE. We know for a fact that we've 30% fewer GPs. You know, the other day we had the HSE saying, don't come to the A&E if you can avoid it. Go to your doctor go to uh, other healthcare you know, professionals like the chemists and that. But you can't go to a GP because a lot of people haven't even got it or aren't even on the books of a GP. And if you are on the books of a GP, sometimes, unless it's absolutely critical, uh, you won't get an appointment for a week or two weeks. Yeah. So uh, yeah. telling people to go elsewhere so that, you know, to use that old great dublin phrase our health services in this state are chassis.